0: Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, Georgia Brown, and I'm so pumped that you're here today. Today, we are going to have a Christmas episode with our two sisters in the Lord, Allison Hodinger and Lisa Calber. These two sisters created the giving manger, and I'm so excited to dive in to the mission behind this beautiful manger around the Christmas season. I pray that this episode inspires you and encourages you in ways that you can love on your community and your family this Christmas season. This episode has blessed me beyond measure and I pray that it blesses you as well. Let's dive right in. (laughs) So today we are gonna be chatting all about their amazing business called The Giving Manger, but it's really more than that. It is a mission. It's a mission field. It's something to bring the family together, the community together, the body of Christ together, and I'm so excited to hear their stories and how this got founded in their families. And so, without further ado, Allison, Lisa, welcome to Faith and Friends. Thanks for joining me. Thank Thanks you for having, having us. us. Oh, y'all are amazing. Okay, so tell me how this all started. Like, just what? Just start from the beginning. Where? Where did the giving manger? Where was it birthed? So it's
1: interesting because we had small children at the time and they just kept making these lists that kept getting longer each year of everything they wanted to get for Christmas. And it was like, hang on a second. This is not what Christmas is about. Mm. So I remember talking to Lisa and talking to my husband and being like, we got to do something different here. And then uh, something popped into my mind and it was a memory from when I was a child and my neighbor had this little wooden manger that she set out in their home. And I remember asking her, what, what do you do with that manger? And she said, well, each time we do something nice for someone else, we go put a piece of straw in the manger to give a gift back to Jesus. And I just like was a little kid. And I thought, well, then do you put a baby Jesus in at the end? She goes, no. And then we walked away. And I honestly never thought about it again until I had my own children. And I'm like, that's what I need. I need a wooden manger. So we scoured the internet. We looked everywhere. There were none to be found that weren't like full size, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) anyway, my husband went out to the garage and built the very first giving manger. And we just used it in our home that year. And it completely changed our Christmas season from our kids focusing now on others and how they can help and be kind and focusing back on Jesus and the real reason for the season. So that our Christmas changed the next year. I sent my husband back to the garage and he made enough for all of our neighbors and we gave him out his neighbor gifts that year. And then from there, I called Lisa and said, so many people are asking us to make more of these and share it with the world. I'm like, can you do this with me? I can't do it without you. And from there, we just kind of launched it. And it's been unbelievable to see how many people in the world really want to bring Christmas back to giving and Jesus. Wow.
0: That is so beautiful. It makes me want to cry. I don't even have kids or a husband, but I'm over here just like, yes, like that is what it's all about. And I'm so grateful to know that there are good beautiful parents loving their children these kingdom kids and instilling in them these seeds because even that seed that was planted in you by a friend just seeing at her house like it's so cool how the lord how uses the holy spirit to bring to remembrance these things that like you totally forgotten that until the right moment and then it blossomed into this how many years has this been going on so it's been,
1: I think our, this is our sixth year mm-hmm. since we launched. And it's funny because at the time when we were in that moment with our little kids, I had five small children and Lisa had recently been diagnosed with MS. So it was mm-hmm. actually for us, probably the worst timing. Like yes. we kept saying, we don't want to do it. We don't want to do it, but it could not leave our hearts. Like it just was mm-hmm. one of those things that just kept coming. And so Six months after fighting it, of like, no, we don't really want to like create something for the world. Yeah. We just, we couldn't fight it anymore. And it's just been such a blessing to both of us and our families and the connections we've made with people mm-hmm. all over the world. I've just been so incredible.
0: Oh my word. Oh, Lisa, I got to hear this from your perspective. When you got the call from your sister and was like, we're, we're making these mangers, were you just like, what? <laughs> How was that for you?
2: I was in the same boat as Allison. I mean, Hmm. she and I both were actually really even funny about what television we would let our children watch. Because certain stations, it was commercial after commercial after commercial. And it was amazing. And I remember the conversation with her of all our kids were talking about was mom, can I have this? Can I have this? Mm -hmm. And there was just this switch in them. And it was, it was jarring as a parent to know what to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when, so when she started doing it and telling me about it, I was like, well, I've got to do this. I understand where like, even then she gave it to her neighbors and it was just, I mean, there are moments in your life. There are these moments where when Allison came to me, I remember like, it's almost like this overwhelming moment where, you know, like we have to do this. Mm. And like she said, it was not a very, it was a very hard time in my life. Like I was right. just struggling to, you know, get the laundry done at my house because MS is a disease where when you have these sort of it, like it flares or whatever, mm-hmm. you lose a lot of you know, cognitive function and and there's some big challenges. I was scared. I was scared because I was, I was, I was afraid that I was not going to be enough for my sister and enough to do it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. We could not, we could, we were, I feel like there was just this call to us of like, we needed, people needed this. People really needed this. So when we, decided to do, we decided to do a Kickstarter campaign because we were like, well, we don't know what people are going to say. We know what our friends and family are like. We know what our communities are like, Mm -hmm. but we don't know what the rest of the world's going to think. And that was absolutely overwhelming. We were funded, fully funded, um, people sort of pre-order on Kickstarter for those that aren't familiar with it in one day. I mean, what we were looking to produce in one day, and we thought this, all right, we're doing, we're doing this. We're doing something right. We're in the right direction.
0: (laughs) That is amazing. I love this because when God says go, he's like, go. Like there's no hesitation. There's no delay. And there really, like there maybe was a little like moment to doubt, like just like, oh, are we sure about this? But truly there was no time to really do that because the Lord was showing you so clearly. My gosh, in a season that was maybe not ideal to y'all, but my gosh, I can't imagine. How was the timing for that, Lisa? Like, did that give you hope in such an un, uneasy season?
2: Oddly, interestingly, in all of it, like, especially, and I know any of your, you know, listeners that have, um, sorry, have dealt with like illness or, yeah. um, you know, things like that, you really have a sense of like all of your sort of hopes and, dreams and and your sense of worth which is Mm. it's sad to say but it's very true um it's it's robbed of you for a while and you have Mm. to kind of take it back Mm. and um to be given like and for my sister to trust me with this and to be given this opportunity you know where I could still have that part of me and like still feel like you know, like I could do something bigger and something greater and it didn't matter if other parts of my life were falling apart. This huge part of like my soul was growing um, Mm -hmm. because I was helping people. And that's the thing we love the most about it is oh my gosh, the community. It's just wild. It's like, you don't even know what you don't, you don't even know how much you need it until you have it right there. Right. You're like, wow, what a gift, what a gift. All these people that just, the videos they send of their kids and the emails they receive. It's, I'm just so, I'm so grateful that my sister, like I said, she had five kids and she's got this sister that's barely struggling to get laundry done. And
0: she's like, let's do this. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're like, Jesus, take the wheel and the laundry and the kids and the and all the straw with it, literally. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, And and what's so beautiful too, Lisa, is God has such purpose for you in, in the midst of the storm. Like he calms that storm to still. And I love that as he calms your storm on the sea as well, it calms other boats storms too. And so oh. you're you're you and your sister together and your families and then your neighborhood and then going to truly all of the nations. You're making such a difference. And this MS doesn't define you like you're a daughter of the one true king. And you're an overcomer. And I'm just truly so inspired by this and so inspired by Allison and her, just the sisterhood and the way she's loved you and the way you've loved her and your families and the way that you mama, because there are so many mamas that will just hand a a baby a screen to get them to stop screaming. You know what I'm saying? And so for (laughs) y'all to say, "Um, we're not going to do that because you know that that's not how you were raised. Like there wasn't these TVs with More ads than there are TV show time screaming at us. And so, tell me from the kids' perspective, like, was this like an interesting shift? Like, how old were they when they started this? What was that like? So, it's actually
1: a really great question. And the basis of the book that comes along with the giving manger. So, our children were not super excited. It's just like a wooden manger. And they've been so focused on getting presents Mm -hmm. that it was kind of like, um a manger and in the book is actually a story of a family where the dad gives them the manger and says you're going to be getting more gifts this year and they come to realize it's actually they're going to be giving gifts of service Mm -hmm. that year so they're not very excited and throughout the book as their mom serves them first as they start to serve others they start to feel the joy that that brings to you and to those that you serve And that's what happened with my own children. It was like me doing little things for them at first, like whether it's, I'm gonna put your shoes away for you or I'm gonna make you your favorite meal or I'm gonna write you a little note. Then they felt that joy and then they in turn wanted to do that for others. So it's interesting how a lot of times it really does have to start with the parents. They have to show the children and that's what even happens in the book. The mom is the first one to do it and then the kids follow her lead and it just changed their hearts. Now they, every year, like, it's a time to get the giving major out. They just cannot wait. And I, we have teenagers now and wow. they still participate in it. We just, it's something we do as a whole family together.
0: Wow. That just warms my heart. I have goosebumps. like Just to think about, People are always watching. Those little eyes are always watching how mama and daddy are leading, how their grandma, if they're living with a a relative, whoever they're around, they're watching. And we have more of a responsibility, I think, than we realize sometimes. And so I just, I love this. This just makes me so grateful grateful for the impact and the opportunities that we have. And so Lisa, how have you seen this through your life over the past six years? You know, I just have one little boy. So, and he, mm. he
2: is an absolute gift. I don't even know how we got him. Um, cause we had so many challenges and even, you know, even yeah. with pregnancy and just everything and, and lost through miscarriage. But, um, so he is such a gift to us, but mm. It is interesting, you know, I've seen him over the years, like Allison said, when they were little, you know, we did have all these different traditions, and Christmas, you know, you still had some of the focus on things that weren't really centered around Christ, but Mm -hmm. now... All those things really go by the wayside once your kids are older. He's 14 now. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of things that are just, you know, they realize, oh, okay, well that's not real, but Jesus is real. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, that's the I'm one good. real thing. Thank you for being truthful mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Jesus is real. And so every year, I mean, he he is so cute. He he'll say, mom, when are we going to get the giving manger out? Mm-hmm. And then he's the one that notices. This is the interesting part is you start to see them notice. He'll say, dad, you should put a piece of straw in the manger for like when my husband, you know, swoops in and helps me while I'm cooking in the kitchen or, and sees I'm stuffing the garbage too full <laughs> and just takes it out. Or, trash. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And it's like, yes. cause it's a lot of it is that, that we're trying, that we were trying with our kids. And I think the people who use the giving manger is it's not about like telling your kids what to do. You want your kids to learn to be the one that is sees others and comes mm-hmm. up with the ideas and is thinking of what they can do and watching for opportunities. That's the ultimate goal, yes. is to teach them to just be givers, givers of themselves, because everything there's if someone does something for you without you asking them oh my gosh you all you know it means Mm -hmm. it means so much that they you were seen and they saw you struggling and they just did something without you even having to ask so that's Mm -hmm. where I think we've seen that maturity grow in our kids where they see others my son said something really interesting the other day like I said he's 14 and he said to me mom you know it's really weird But I think a lot of kids lack empathy. Mm. (laughs) 14. Whoa. And he said, you know, these teachers during this time are struggling so much. They're juggling so much. And so many kids are just so disrespectful. And they just don't, can't they see how hard this is for them? Can't they see how much the teachers are doing and struggling? and you just hope that it's all those moments in yeah. time of all of these years that you were not do not not the do as I say not as I do that you were you were trying to lead by example and loving on them and loving on others and letting them see that that brings them to those moments you know wow. that clarity
0: Yes, at such a young age, too. And it's every little piece of straw is truly a seed planted into their hearts. And it's such a moldable time. I know I'm 22, but I believe like until your brain's fully developed, really, we're always learning, always growing. And there's always something that we can learn from every situation. And I was reading in Luke 15 this morning where it talked about the good shepherd and how he'll leave the 99 for the one. And, you know, that's really what this season is all about is looking for that one. Who is that one that I can love in the classroom? Who is that teacher that I can encourage today? What can I do for my husband? What can I do for my children? And it just truly clears the path for Such beauty, like it's it's not this selfish kind of love. Because if it were selfish, my gosh, Jesus wouldn't have come. We need him. Like he is truly the reason for the season, and he's changed all of our lives and our family's lives. And so, being able to give that back through just one simple act of kindness at a time, I gotta tell you, I was watching Evan Almighty the other day. Do y'all know that movie? I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yes, (laughs) right? Been such a long time. I saw it on, it was on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, it's on there to watch for free. But uh, God, you know, Morgan Freeman kept telling uh, the guy, Evan Almighty, ARK, he kept saying ARK, 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 ARK. And then finally, God wrote it with, like in the sand, which I thought, hmm, look at that biblical reference. Mm -hmm. But he wrote (laughs) ARK an act of random kindness. Oh, Isn't that cool? And so I love that y'all are strategically doing that at this time of year. And even for me, like it's your time, talents, and treasures. It's anything that you can do for me growing up. I will never forget going to my great grandparents' nursing home and playing the piano. And even though I was like seven and eight years old and the songs I'd I don't like I can't believe they listened to me like in their late 80s and 90s listening to me play the piano. Just that giving of your time of your talents. Oh, I just am so, so inspired. And I can't believe as I'm looking at is this number right? The this project, okay, over the past six years has grown into over 5 million acts of kindness. Is that is that true? Well, it's close because that actually was just last year. If
1: every giving manger that's out there, if it was filled with those pieces of straw, that was 5 million acts of kindness done last Christmas season, which for us, it's like the most overwhelming thing. We can't even like comprehend it.
0: Uh, Yeah. Whoa. Doesn't that just blow your mind? Did you ever think when your husband went out to the garage to just do this for your family, that this would have this type of kingdom impact?
1: Never in my wildest imagination or dreams could we have imagined that that many people would be engaged in this and working together to really just try to bring Christmas back to Christ and giving and giving those gifts of yourself and of service. And I don't know, our favorite part, and I've told Lisa this lots of times, but our mom used to read us a story when we were kids called Shoemaker Martin, and it's actually written by Tolstoy. And in this story, I don't know if if you guys have heard it, but it's one of my favorites. It's essentially, there's a shoemaker and he has these people walk past his door. It's around Christmas season and he sees needs and he's waiting for Jesus. He has had a feeling and a prompting that Jesus is gonna come visit him that night. Mm -hmm. And as these people walk by, he brings a woman in with her child. He feeds someone, all of these things. And at at the end, he's so disappointed because Jesus doesn't come. And then he gets the answer of, I came, you gave these gifts to me. You served me through these people, like Matthew 25. Yes. You as you serve others, you serve him. And that yes. story stuck with me. It was one of those other nuggets that was just implanted in me. And so that, as soon as I knew, I read that story to my children. And that is just kind of the basis for the idea behind the giving manger and how it does change hearts because you really are giving gifts back to him this season, which is what we want it to be all about.
0: Oh. I just love that. That scripture has also really been on my heart too. Just truly, the Lord has reminded me of that. If I do something, He's like, what you just did for them, you just did for me. And and it's just so, so beautiful. And I got to tell y'all. So my sweet Mimi, she went to go be with the Lord a couple months ago. And before she passed, she would just be at home really, not doing much. But she would sit there and just knit and crochet every day. And I'm not kidding. This woman would just make a hat a day. She would just make a hat, make a hat, just sit there watching whatever, Hallmark, whatever. And so we literally have a bin of hats, So many hats. And so the other day, me and my brother were just going to the grocery store, and I had these hats in the back of my car because I'm trying to get them to church because they do a bunch of mission stuff. So that's like my end goal, but you know how that is. If it's in the car, it's at least halfway there. (laughs) Halfway there. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I'm trying. I'm really trying here. And so we see this mama out on the road, and there was a young child, probably eight, nine, with a sign that, you know, they need help. And my gosh, I I looked in my wallet and I did not have any cash on me. And I was so sad because I really wanted to help. And so Tanner and I look in the back seat and we open up that big box of all the hats and we found two hats and two scarves that she had made. And that was just the gift that keeps on giving. And, you know, that wasn't posted on social media. That wasn't this big thing. But my gosh, I literally will look at that street corner every time I pass that, that place. And I will always remember that sweet woman. And she looked at me and she said, God bless you. And we just looked right back at her and we said, God bless you and just stay warm. And oh, it was just beautiful. So that's what it's all about. Right? Yes. We agree. That's what it's all about.
1: The love that she felt, she felt seen and loved. She felt Mm.
0: Jesus's love. You were there. You were his hands. Like that is what this is all about. It's so fun. And so I can't wait to get my giving manger because I think this is so fun too for me and my brother. Cause I just live with my brother right now, but it doesn't matter. Like, even if you don't have young children, like, which I hope to one of these days, but this is great to start. like Even as teenagers and young adults or empty nesters, my gosh, this is a great practice. And so, okay, I want to hear some stories. Lisa, do you have a favorite story that comes to mind when you think of the impact that this has made over the past few years?
2: In my own family or in others? In my own family, one of my favorites is we were traveling for Christmas. Our family all lives far away. We're in Austin, Texas. My husband's family is up in the Midwest, North Dakota, Minnesota. Allison's in California. I mean, oh my we're, God. our family is all over. So we, we do travel a lot for the holidays, which as you know, is not only expensive, but very stressful. Mm-hmm. So we were um, heading out for Christmas to go see family. And we had um, some candy canes that, you know, were left over at the house or whatever. And Noah's was like, oh, let's grab those. Let's, we can hand them out at the airport. And I'm like, awesome. This will be great. We'll hand them out. So we throw them in my bag and we get to the airport, we get all parked and everything. And we go in and we go up to the, um, you know, airline desk and Noah's like, mom, I need a candy cane. And I'm like, oh, perfect. This will entertain him. And so he gets his candy cane and he starts handing them to all the Delta representatives. And these people are literally like, Oh my gosh thank you so much and he's like thank you for helping us thank you for working I'm like where I'm thinking he's gonna hand them out to all the kids no mm-hmm. he hands them out he wants to hand them out to all the workers mm-hmm. because they're working while we're enjoying our time together as a family and traveling they're working and it's hard and people are mean and yeah they are <laughs> that's who we wanted to hand the candy kings out to oh. that's who we handed them out to the whole time and I will tell you what that was the most, like, least stressful travel I've ever done over the holidays, because all we were focused on was making people smile, and we weren't worried about ourselves. So that's one of my personal family favorites, is his idea of what, yes. so interesting. Like, how old? His idea. Um, oh, gosh, this is what, three years ago, so was like 11? Oh. I know, isn't that wild? It's just yes. so interesting, the way that they kind of interpret it. Yes. That's the fascinating part, but...
0: Now that I look at traveling, I'm going to think about who can I bless? Who do I get to sit by? Not, oh, no, this line is so long or, oh, that's just amazing. Every moment is an opportunity to bless someone. Absolutely. That's so good, Miss Lisa. Okay. What (laughs) about like a story, Allison? Do you have one of like just maybe an email that you've gotten or a video that you've received?
1: Yes. So we actually, oh, there's like, there's so many, it's hard to even hone in on some of our very favorites. But one that inspired all of us was a family and they had this little darling boy and they had gone to Walmart and they went and grabbed like five, $5 poinsettias. So they, mm-hmm. I probably say that wrong poinsettia. I don't know guys. I don't you. know either. <laughs> <laughs> grabbed it. Five of them. And they went and dropped them off on strangers' porches. Not even people that they knew. They ring the doorbell, leave the little beautiful poinsettia, and run. And they sent us videos of this. So it inspired us and our different followers on Instagram to do the same thing. We called the Poinsettia Challenge. And every year we say, just go grab a $5 one. Sometimes take it to someone you know, drop it off at a stranger. But the joy on people's faces as they open the door and... Someone has just dropped off this Christmas plant to them. It's just the simplest little act, but it really can change someone's entire Christmas season. So that was one that we loved. We have a few other things that we try to do every year that are like more let's work together to bless someone or bless Mm -hmm. the community. And a few years ago, we were made aware of a man who had lost his wife just before Christmas. His name was Jack. And he just was so sad about this loss. He was like 80 years old and... We just asked our community to either write him letters or draw him a picture, whatever age. He, his mailbox was flooded with thousands of letters that Christmas in his mailbox. I mean, the pictures, he opens the mailbox and they're falling out. There's literally so many envelopes <laughs> that people have taken the time to bless this one sweet man who's going through something hard. They just, that there are countless times, we could go on and on, but they're just such a blessing for us and for so many others who get to participate in these moments.
0: Oh, you're giving me ideas. I love this. So we got to follow you on the social medias because I just, I need more ideas. I love this. And on your website, do you also have like a, um, like a, like a place to find ideas and stuff?
1: Yes. So we actually have lots of free downloadable printables, They're lists. It's like, here's an idea for teenagers. Here's an idea for your whole family lists and lists of ideas of just simple acts of service because honestly all of us sometimes just need some ideas even we do and in the back of the book there's lists of ideas there's so many simple things like Lisa said go to the grocery store and pass out candy canes just as you have your kids pass them out as you walk down the aisle or to the workers I mean it's simple things too in our home we have lists about just in your home Mm -hmm. things that you can do like go make someone's bed for them Oh, I love just that. maybe wake up early and make them toast. Like just the tiniest things, because we really do want to be giving to those in our homes, in our communities, our friends, strangers. Like there's so many people that need that all the time. We all just want to be seen, right? Yes, Everybody yes. wants to be seen mm-hmm. and loved and we can do our part in that.
0: Oh, I'm about to cry. Like I'm just, I'm just so grateful for this and I'm kind of convicted too. I got to tell you, I was at Hobby Lobby yesterday Ooh. I love to go there. I've been going there a lot lately. This is our first Christmas in this home and I've never had a fireplace before. And so I'm like so excited to decorate the mantle, right? So, and like put stockings up, like this is a first. So I'm very excited. So I was on the phone with my mom and I was FaceTiming her because we're in different states. And I was like, mom, what do you think about this? Like, is this cute? And then I said, so what do you think about snowmen? Like, can I put a bunch of snowmen up? And she said, well, and I will never, ever forget. She said this. She said, well, are you idolizing it? And I was like, whoa, I was like, that's a really interesting thought, mom. And she's, she never realizes that she says these really big words of wisdom, but that is something she dropped in my spirit that I will just not forget. And I looked in my cart and I realized I had my nativity and I had just, it was very all Christ centered. But I love that you keep saying, Allison, putting Christ back in Christmas, putting the reason back for this season, taking it back because this world has kind of perverted it and made it so selfish and just all about the stuff, all about more, more, more me, 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 when really Christ came to do the opposite like he truly the kingdom is upside down and that's what you're showing us through this giving manger and I just pray that this this podcast episode would just inspire all of our friends and family to get out there and love on their family because that's where the first ministry is but then to think and just look like your son was doing Lisa look for ways in little candy cane moments like I just love this so much
1: so it's interesting that you mentioned kind of the bringing it back to Jesus. I remember when I was a kid and I said, well, do you put a baby Jesus in the, at the end? And she said, no. Well, Lisa and I knew that that was the missing piece. Uh-huh. So we, we made and sculpted with our own hands this little simple baby Jesus. But that's actually our favorite moment is on Christmas day, we come together and we place the baby in this manger, the soft bed that our kids have filled with service and love that year. And it just really brings the whole focus of we worked all Christmas season to do this and look what you guys were able to do. It's just our most favorite moment of the whole season.
0: My heart is so inspired, and I'm so excited that truly as we shift from this heart posture of just thankfulness and gratitude, we can carry that into the Christmas season of just, okay, our bellies are full, our hearts are full, now let's just go be the overflow in the hands and feet of Jesus, and I love that because truly He is the reason for the season, And He has made a way for us when there was no way. And He came down from heaven to truly bless the earth and make things right again with our Father. And so I am so beyond inspired. And where can all of our friends get a giving manger
2: You can definitely go to our website and it lists all of our retailers. Um, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And so it's available um, at Hobby Lobby, available Mm. on amazon.com. It's available at, who am I missing, Sissy?
1: Um, Lots of retailers. Just check our website because they sometimes will sell out of stock. So it's good to go there and Mm. see like, Oh, Barnes and Noble doesn't have it right now, but I can get it here. So if it's not being sold at one place, it's probably just sold out there. So check another
0: place and you'll be able to find it. That's such a good problem to have. I love that. And so (laughs) when it comes to social media too, are you, where, where can we find y'all at?
1: Yeah. So you can find us just at the giving manger on Instagram and Facebook are the two places. We love to give ideas um, of how you can give. We love to show how other people are. So just to kind of a place to get inspiration on how you can use your giving manger, And also we love to share ideas year round too, to just keep the giving going
0: yes absolutely oh i love that allison lisa thank you so much and i'm so excited because we're going to be doing a giveaway with the giving manger so be on the lookout for that on my page in the following week i'm very excited for how we can partner together in this season to just give back and so thank you guys so much i just love y'all i wish we could just talk for hours (laughs) i agree (laughs) thank you for having us god bless y'all thank you you too. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Faith and Friends. I am so encouraged by our friends over at the Giving Manger. I'm pumped because this next week we are going to be doing a giveaway of two Giving Mangers. Go on over to my Instagram at IamGeorgiaBrown and this will end December 7th. So make sure to get your comments in now and you could be the lucky winner of one of these two Mangers. I'm so excited. It's on our kitchen table here at the house and it's filling up with straw already. So, no, Jesus truly is the reason for the season. And I'm so grateful that we can come together during this time and give our time, talents, and treasures back to Him. And so I'm so excited to see you again next week. Next week, we will be looking into my new Christmas song called Snow. I am so pumped for the message that the Lord has put on my heart through this melody, and I love you so much. And so until next week, don't forget, there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important.